We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... Welcome to the Lindley Evans Music Studio at the ABC in Ultimo for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and this week with the music it's Esther Hannaford and the cast of Beautiful, the Carol King Musical. Yeah. And our panel, Tommy Dean, Gretel Clean, and Anthony Aykroyd. And our audience this week drawn from Forbes, Wagga Wagga, Orange, Dubbo, Penang and The Gong. But first, as always, here is the news from nowhere. Teenage boys, I read in the paper this week, are becoming anxious about their appearance, much like teenage girls. About 80% of the boys in a survey have described themselves as unhappy with how they look. At 15, they are regularly spending $80 on hair and skin products. A quarter of them would like to have cosmetic surgery. This, I think, is a great shame. There are plenty of things that men can learn from women. How to pop a toilet roll onto the toilet roll holder is just (laughs) one example. But body obsession is not one of them. Let me whisper to young men the secret of the male tribe, the secret that has been passed from one generation of men to the next. We men, we're just gorgeous. Each and every one of us. Now, next time you're at the beach, if you don't believe me, have have a good look around. There'll be some gnarled old bloke striding along, massive beer gut held proudly in front of him, rather like the bow of a majestic sailing ship, his bald head pitted with skin cancers, his spindly legs buckling under his massive weight, his pair of budgie smugglers sagging limply around his tiny and frozen member. And yet there's something about his gait, about the way he walks that reveals what he's thinking. My God, I look good. (laughs) Yes, true, he's insane, but he's happy. Meanwhile, coming the other way on the beach will be the most beautiful woman, conventionally perfect in every way, but thinking to herself, I bet everyone's staring at my puffy ankles. How did they get so puffy? She too is insane, but unhappily so. Why the difference? Why, when men get old and weather-beaten, do they get, col- get called distinguished? While when women get old and weather-beaten, they get called old and weather-beaten. <laughs> and why do men do year-long courses in Buddhism in an attempt to dissolve their ego, while women can achieve the same result in a three-minute tussle with a size 10 dress in the change room at Target? <laughs> Another question. Why at the gym do the eyes of the men flick to their own best bit, staring lovingly at the one or two muscles they've managed to build, while the eyes of the women flick impulsively towards their one supposed imperfection? Consider, for instance, the matter of baldness. Who but a man would come up with the explanation that baldness is a sign of virility? 
Oh, yes, he'll say, running a hand through thinning hair. I've just got too much testosterone coursing <laughs> through my system. I guess I've got more sex drive than other men. As unlikely as this explanation seems, balding men have managed to convince the world it is a ridgy didge scientific fact. Put the words bald and sexy into Google and you'll get 16 million matches, kicking off with a website offering testimonials from women on the allure of bald men and T-shirts for sale with the slogan, I'm a bald man of perfection. <laughs> if women commonly went bald, would they claim it as a good thing, offering it as a proof of excess oestrogen? Would they start up websites and testimonial logs and purchase T-shirts saying, I'm a bald woman of perfection? Take the example of varicose veins. If women behave like balding men, they'd claim varicose veins as a symbol of fertility, would they not? Yep. Oh, yes, the women would say. You get them in the later stages of pregnancy. Here she would delicately unfold her legs and trace the throbbing purple lines <laughs> with an outstretched finger. She would pause and flutter her eyelids. And as you can see... I've fallen pregnant quite a few times. <laughs> Again, the point is not to mock the bald-headed man. They're the ones with the good attitude. They're the example we should all be following. Certainly, it's difficult to imagine how these young men are spending $80 a month on grooming products. When I was their age, things were different, even when preparing for a night on the town. In terms of skin care, I'd get a handful of sugar, add it to some soapy foam and create my own free abrasive face scrub. A firm hand would simply sandpaper away those troublesome pimples, leaving a bleeding and red raw surface that signalled me out in any crowd. I didn't get dates very often. Ego, as the band Skyhooks put it at about this time, is not a dirty word. Today's generation of young men would be wise to remember it and hopefully one day the girls will follow their wise lead. Let a middle-aged man tell you, I know I'm gorgeous. <laughs> but so, you know, is everyone else. And that's the news from nowhere. Mm. And we have Tommy, Gretel, Anthony. You know, it's amazing, Richard, how much I save on hair products. <laughs> I was uh, meeting, meeting the eyes of some of my fellow um, testosterone-charged individuals. <laughs> and uh, we there, know There are that... quite a few sexy men here today. There's a lot oh, of testosterone. Yeah, I think you. we'll thank be you. the judge of that. Thank you, Richard. It's not a bald patch. It's a solar panel for a sex machine, uh, Richard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which I think is a good attitude. That's what I'm saying. I, I praise the attitude. It just should be more general. But then you think when you get specific, you hurt people's feelings. Like, let's say, just hypothetically, there was somebody sitting here with a stunning amount of hair. <laughs> you Maybe have feeling got... a little bit run down and suddenly you have embarrassed got... about how little testosterone I supposedly have. <laughs> how little sex drive. Yeah. Also, just for fun, I don't uh, do this a lot with these search engines, but... If you put the word sexy in and put anything in front, you'll get 16 million hits. That's just... <laughs> you could put boiled cabbage sexy and your machine will light up. <laughs> Let's uh, check you up with this week's news. Who wants a snap agreement about terrorism? A snap agreement. 
Uh, Malcolm Turnbull. Mm-hmm. He made an announcement that he wants to get the photos from our driver's licences and match those up with those from our passports and these can be used as security mm. when we go into public spaces. But some people are alarmed by this. You know, the question in my mind is if I were a crook, the first thing I'd do is get a fake ID. Why has no one thought of that? It's only the real straighty 180s that actually have legitimate passes. Even when my son was at high school and was a kid in school, he used to make fake IDs for people. He was only about 12. <laughs> but with facial recognition, I think this is the idea, with fa- facial recognition technology, they can tell the face. So you might be parading yourself as somebody else, but because the facial, providing they've got a passport photo and that's accurate, yep. the facial recognition even though you've, you've got the, ball, the, the, the beard, you've got the bald patch, you've got the hair, you've got whatever, it will tell the distance between your, yes. your cheekbones and say that. Except that's a great theory, but who has not got through the facial scanner at the airport mm. with my genuine face? Yeah. All you need to do... Oh, I don't want to give crooks a tip, but you know, <laughs> if your forehead is covered with a fringe, it doesn't mm. register you. No, mine doesn't work either. No, yeah. with your beautiful yeah, Mine's locks. fine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you could actually do the front of your face or the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And other parts of my anatomy, probably. Oh, too but, much. Um, I think there's such a bad idea, Richard. I mean, haven't we suffered enough, ladies and gents, enough personal pain every time we go for our licence and we get the photo taken, we have to compare that to the being we used to be yeah. five years ago <laughs> yeah. and see the ravages that time has wrought upon our being as our faces melt away. We don't want that paraded around in some, you know, some... Well, camera. that's what I'm hoping. As soon as they see my picture, Turnbull will give me an old age pension, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm worried about targeted advertising. That seems to be the game of the future. Uh-huh. And so for all of the good ideas that this may be used in some way to make us feel safer on the streets from, you know, crime and mm-hmm. terrorism, I'm more concerned that they'll, like, use the photo recognition and suddenly my phone will give me an instant text, hey, you're really close to a new shirt shop. Why don't you stop in there? We're having a look at you right now. And what you're wearing is terrible. In your case, we've got some cheap conditioner. That's right, cheap conditioner. What if it's you're really close to a cosmetic surgeon? We've seen your license photo. Drop in now. No, it's open to abuse. And the terrorists will win if this happens. Mm -hmm. How so? Oh, there's no explanation for that statement. It's just... <laughs> you look like punchline well, coming. I have to give an explanation when no one else does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who, who, may, who may regret she, never got, she ever got out of bed this week? Who may regret she ever got out of oh, bed this week? As in May. May. Ooh. This would have to be uh, Theresa May. Yes. Yeah, Theresa May. Uh, did you see her speech? Has anyone seen the speech? Yes. You shouldn't laugh at something like that, but it was really funny. Because <laughs> uh, uh, poor old Theresa had a bit of a cold, had a bit of a cough. She was co- coughing during the speech. And then the letters started to fall down behind her that were stuck to the wall of the, of the, uh, the Tory slogan. It, it said, building a country that works for everyone. Yeah. And as she's in mid-speech, the F falls off. <laughs> so it's... Building a country that works for everyone. And then it's, the E falls off as well. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. We know who's behind this, don't we? It's Boris Johnson. Yeah. Can you imagine Boris there? You know, Theresa's going, <coughs> Boris is like, try this herbal tonic made from onion, chilli flakes and wasabi. It's really going to help you, Theresa. And I'll just pin up the words to our slogan with this old bit of blue tack I found behind a poster of Margaret Thatcher I put up 40 years ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess it's improbable because... 
it's never going to happen that a foreign minister will try to undermine a female prime minister. <laughs> that is just... Oh, they've all forgotten about Kevin Rudd. That's fantastic. <laughs> Doesn't help my gag, but uh. well, all the Tories though, all the Tories at the conference said, "Oh no, she's proving she's leadership material. The way she struggled on, the way she kept on going despite all the adversity." Well, I agree, and many of us sitting in this panel have given speeches or performed and had disasters before us. So I mm-hmm. think we should be a bit kinder. I got up once. Uh, I was on a panel, and a woman got up to speak in front of us, and she had toilet paper. As she got up and walked across the stage with the microphone that was hanging, tucked into her pantyhose and hanging like a tail all the way behind her. And look, Gretel, many... Gretel, is this another one of your stories about a friend of yours? <laughs> yes, and another friend of mine, also who looks like me. Uh, <laughs> I gave a speech once and everyone, you know, with the sign language people and they get up uh, and they sign. Mm-hmm. And, and as soon as I started, the sign language girl sat down. Obviously, she just thought, well, this is a crock. I don't need to, I don't need to decide for this. So I'm with Theresa May. Good honour. Good honour. T- it you... is tough. It is tough. And I think uh, there's always a lot of stuff read into it wrongly. And she had a bit of a cough. That was unfortunate. What do you do? Um, I've never been a big fan of stunt comedy, so the comic that... So uh, a comic came up and handed up her a, an unemployment yes. form. Dismissal yeah. notice. Yeah. 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 I find all that, that a little funny. bit, you know, yeah. not very fun. Uh, but to be fair, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, just looking, I don't want to. I don't want to point it out too clearly, but if uh, certain other letters had fallen, <laughs> yeah. like if we'd have lost an ing and an ory, it would have been a very, yeah. very different story. <laughs> work that out. Yes. So keep I think the you F. just small. <laughs> yeah, but work it out after nine, just so I don't get in trouble. Now, who is wedded? Who is wedded to his new business idea? Who is wedded? Wedded. Well, this would have to be uh, Salim Mahaja. Yes. Do you see this story, guys, about Salim? He's often in the news. This is a former deputy mayor yeah, of former Auburn. deputy mayor of um, Auburn, who probably staged the tackiest, most tasteless, most nausea-inducing wedding. Oh, some people in... really liked it. Yeah, well, y- your friend did. <laughs> <laughs> but he's opened a wedding planning business. Isn't that ridiculous? That's his new idea. Hey, I'm being investigated for corruption. I'm up on assault. But, uh, yeah, I'll open a wedding plan. You know, the, the Salim wedding uh, planning business, it's, it's up there with, um, you know, the Donald Trump intelligence agency. <laughs> you know, the Eric Abetz LBGT support service or the Australian cricket team's guide to sporting success. Uh, <laughs> it's just not going to work out, Salim. Yeah, but, Anthony, you're basing this entirely on your sense of aesthetics. I think it won't work because this catapulted him into his demise. There, uh, who was it? Gabrielle Upton actually described that wedding as the wedding that killed Auburn Council. Killed it. Because it attracted so much attention. So yeah. much attention to it. He got removed from his positions. He was sacked from council. After that, remember, his wife left him. They're now getting divorced. There was an mm-hmm. AVO put out. So I'm just thinking, is that really the package that you <laughs> want? He is offering he's offering a guarantee, but of what? Yeah. And a money-back guarantee. So I didn't know if but that's... But you want that... a wife-back guarantee or a husband-back well, guarantee. I'm just saying if you get divorced, do you get your money back? <laughs> or maybe he enjoyed it so much, unlike what you're saying, Anthony, that 
he actually just wants to do it again and again mm. and again. There is a money-back guarantee he's offering. Yeah. Which, which is nice. I don't, I don't know how you sure. do that. I mean, if assuming the wedding doesn't take place. Um, I, I think it is that, though. I very much believe he's just trying to recapture the magic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I just think that it's one of those things that, um, and it, you know, not all of us get a chance to do it, but I've been married multiple times. <laughs> and it's uh, part of the allure of the of the new wife is simply you just didn't get the party right the first time. <laughs> so let him. He's obviously clearly made some major mistakes, and if anybody's going to fix it up and get it right, it's going to be him. How how is your marriage to your current wife? <laughs> Look, it's <laughs> it's good. You know but that, it's, but it's nothing a new party wouldn't. <laughs> That reminds me of a wedding I went to. It was a third wedding for the man and not for the woman. Third for the man. And do you know what theme song they played? Mm. Once, twice, three times a lady. <laughs> what are the chances? Uh, thank God it's Friday on your radio, ABC Local Radio. Uh, Tommy Dean is here, Anthony Ackwell. Uh, Gretel Colleen, who is holding a mini masterclass on October 31. It's called How to Create a Creative Career. You can find more on Gretel's website, gretelcolleen.com. Inspired by actually the story that you were doing, the work study. And so many people were saying if you work in the arts, that's the one that technology isn't going to take over. But there are actually a lot of skills involved. So it's designed for all those young'uns who are thinking they want to get into it and their parents who are thinking, how do we make this a business? On our sister station in Melbourne, they replaced Red Simons with a robot (laughs) this week. They did, they did. Could anyone tell? Uh, No, no, no. It it was fine. It was a bit more polite, I would (laughs) have. Yeah, that's right. No, Red Red managed to survive. Uh, Now, a wristband that lets you send text messages and emails by the power of thought could be available as soon as next year, according to reports this week. Companies like Facebook are investing hundreds of millions of dollars in research on what is called the brain-machine interface. So you can think and the wristband will read it and then will send the email or the text instantly. What do you see as the upside and downside of your wristband sending a typed message... (laughs) ..just as soon as you think of it? Tommy Dean. There is no upside at all. (laughs) Exactly. There's absolutely no upside. I don't even understand why this is on the drawing board yeah, of the I thing agree. we want. Yeah, terrible idea. If anything, there should be something that <laughs> instantly delays. For, you know, like when you press send on any sort of text or Facebook status, there should be like a delay built in where then the machine goes back into your brain and has a word to you. <laughs> <laughs> or that after the fact, you could still go into their machine and delete it. No, just don't even send it. <laughs> that's where the delete happens. You think to yourself, oh, you know, I'm going to instantly... Okay, man, well, why? No, why? I mean, we all, we all have 100% pure and noble thoughts, don't we? No. That's just... No, it's... Oh, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, I work in the entertainment industry. I don't know Do if that's you? evident. No. But, um, <laughs> Prove it. The last thing I need is to endanger friendships with certain colleagues... <laughs> by speaking the truth. Uh, yeah, that is so You true. know, imagine, like, you, you, you know, you, you go and you see a friend perform. Can you imagine this? A friend perform, <laughs> one of Gretel's friends. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what to think of my one-man show, Anthony? Your mouth says, oh, fantastic, you were brilliant. Wristband beeps on his wrist. Maybe you should get some extra shifts at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, what did you think of the news from nowhere, Anthony? Mouth says, oh, brilliant, Richard. Everyone was laughing their heads off. He reads the wristband. I was asleep like the audience. <laughs> you don't want that. 
We don't want that. I, I, I had a, a friend who was a theatrical agent, and she perfected the art of what to say in those moments. She would say, when the actor had been appalling, she would say, well... What about you? Yes, that's <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. is good. God, my mother used to say, gee, the others were good. <laughs> <laughs> but it made me stronger. Yeah. But it's, okay, three words came into my mind. Autocorrect. Yes. Are we still going to have that function? Because I liked it. No, it's, it just sends off the thought as instantly as Do we as you approve? Have it. I mean, what an egotistical <laughs> generation we are. We're so busy. I told you about the guy I bumped into who told me he'd been busy 24 7. Like, he was so busy, he couldn't say Vin. Okay? Like, so, so... But I did a little experiment as to what a text someone would receive. That, and yeah, yeah. I can't read because it's too dull. But it was something like... <laughs> so we're writing the text, Hi, Anthony. Is that how you spell Anthony? Yeah, is it Anthony or Anthony? I just better check. Sorry I didn't reply earlier. My, there's been an avalanche of work. Is that how you spell avalanche? I should Google it. All right, now I've Googled it. Remember when we didn't have Google when it was encyclopedias? Remember that guy when we were at school and he had encyclop- read all the encyclopedias? He was a dick. And then the emoji comes up. So you're saying every, every email would be about 4,000 words long? Yeah. Well, let me just check my wristband, bro. <laughs> but I don't see, I think that's I want thing, you though. badly, Anthony. That's what's coming up here. <laughs> Yeah, it's is that way. what you're thinking? It's been sabotaged. <laughs> I think you've been hacked by, by Tommy. This is why it's not going to work, though, because I think it takes a certain layer on top of your consciousness to then form sentences that make sense to other people. Because if it taps directly into my subconscious, and just every message that everybody ever gets is always just going to say, what an ass. I need a ham sandwich. Where's the cat? I yeah. can't find my keys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a stream of consciousness. Yeah. It's be worse. Oh, this is a bad idea. Yeah. We it's must up there bring with the Google. license thing. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want it, Google. We don't want it, Facebook. <laughs> hey, are we ready for the Wheel of Death, which is virtually... Yes. Plugging into Tommy Dean's consciousness right. in a way. I'm going to use the word ham sandwich again. That Google could only just imagine when our lovely audience, thank you, comes in here at five o'clock. And if you ever want to join the audience, it's easy to find out how to do it. Just Google the TGIF page and you can find out who's coming up and grab your free tickets. Actually, just think that you want to come. Just think. And, uh, <laughs> just turn up. They all have. Uh, here are the topics that they have suggested meat pie, verse, slip on shoes, ACDC, beards. Radiate, penguins, ibis, disco, uh, caravanning, festival of 50, spinach, Merv's 90th, redheads (laughs) and meat pie. Uh, I don't know what Merv's 90th is. Well, I hope we get that one because I don't think there'll be another chance to do it. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I was just thinking that and then I said it. That's so weird. <laughs> Joey Spin, round and round and round it goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. The Wheel of Death topic for Mr. Tommy Dean is penguins. penguins. Ah. I feel, I feel bad now. I feel like I've, I should have spent my day working on a, on a impersonation of Morgan Freeman. That would have been nice. Oh, because he does the voice. He does the voice of the, 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 the penguin. The, very, the, the only reason we even know that penguins exist <laughs> is because of the movie that he narrated. Happy, is it Happy, Happy Feet? Feet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Did Morgan Freeman narrate Happy Feet? I was going to check my wristband. <laughs> Were there penguins in Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> I'm getting a read out of Tommy's brain. Yeah. Hope I get to a gag soon. Uh, <laughs> 
You clearly don't know anything about my brain. So the penguins are stuck in a prison, right? Yeah. And they find yeah. a picture of Rita Hayworth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's then, fine. then Morgan Freeman collects up everybody's smartphones and builds a system that can read the entire city. Because at this point, he's Alfred the Butler for Batman. Remember that? Yeah, wasn't that good? Yeah. And then he caught all the bad guys, but then he knew that the power was too much, so he shut the entire system down. Now Malcolm Turnbull's trying to turn it back on. The point is, penguins can't fly. But then Batman, one of the characters, one of the characters is cool. He's a cool penguin. Yeah. penguin. Yeah, he can't fly either. Yeah. Burgess Meredith, famous, famously made the penguin. I like the penguin. Uh, the penguin is famous uh, as a bird. Uh, for so many things. One, because it chooses to live in the Antarctica, where no one has ever chosen to live. So that alone says, good on you, penguin. (laughs) That part is exciting. Uh, Secondly, they are, we believe, monogamous. Mm. How exciting is that? Mm. Uh, There is an argument that monogamy is not nearly as difficult if everyone looks the same. (laughs) In fact... And you can't tell anyway. Yeah, yeah. It might not actually be a conscious effort. Don't know how noble it is. In fact, Don't it's speak. really hard to prove. <laughs> maybe they're not monogamous. It's, they just need glasses. Maybe they're not identical. Maybe they just look identical to you. Yeah. Maybe if you're a penguin. Penguinist. When yes. you, maybe when you're a penguin and you see another penguin coming, oh, you think, oh, God, that's a good one. You know what they need? Those facial recognition coming, scanners. <laughs> they need passports and driver's licences. Yeah. On you go, Tommy. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> this is your segment, mate. It's not about, it's not about me because very much uh, this is important and I think that we are living the spirit of the penguin here because what do they do to survive? They all gather together and huddle in a giant mass mm-hmm. and protect each other. That's what <laughs> penguins do. And, and that's what we're doing. That's what it felt like. <laughs> oh, window into the unconscious again. <laughs> but now I'm just... No, um, I think that's exciting. Maybe, maybe some of us need to go down to the edge where the seals are playing. Okay. Mm. <laughs> They do walk funny, though, don't they? Well, you know, that's, that's awful. So judgmental. So yeah. judgmental. They do have a beautiful waddle. Uh, because when, once they gave, you know, they, they can swim like nobody's business. It's one of those beautiful birds that went against evolutionary principles. Uh, it was given wings, but they use them to swim. Uh, they were given uh, tuxedos, but they never go to fancy balls. <laughs> Everything about them is a sort of a dichotomy of what it could have been and then what it is. And I think that's one's fantastic about them. Uh, they're also incredibly tasty to seals. That's what I think is fantastic as well. When you just know, I would like to be uh, part of a race. If I had to come back as anything, uh, to come back as a dapper, monogamous <laughs> dish. <laughs> <laughs> it covers all three. I think it would be quite fantastic. Uh, I think it's delightful. Uh, they can dance. Happy Feet prove that they're, uh, they're soulful. Uh, they have a happy dance about them. That wasn't a documentary, you know. <laughs> It was. Morgan Freeman narrated it. <laughs> Everything he says is truth. This is my favorite moment. This is oh, when uh, we thought uh, we knew. Uh, my, uh, my wife, my current wife, my only wife. <laughs> the the only one I need. Uh, when I first moved in with her, uh, she had flatmates. And I moved in rather surprisingly fast. Uh, based on not having anywhere to live. Um, and there had been little discussion with the flatmates, and uh, soon, apparently, unbeknownst to me, there was a slight bit of uh, uh, risible 
I was calling tension. There was tension in the household because I had made one more person in a place that didn't need one more person. And so uh, one day uh, she had put out a comic strip, uh, which was Penguins. And so this is your wife or the flatmate who was a big... No, it was my wife. My okay. wife on my pillow uh, left a, a penguin cartoon. And in the penguin cartoon, it, it had everybody sort of gathered around in a group. But then they're talking to one guy out the edge of the giant penguin circle saying, uh, we're a little full, maybe you should find somebody else. Oh. oh I wow. know. Oh. I know. And so... No wonder you can't get no, here's, relationship here's, No, here's, here's, here's my brain. I thought... Oh, she forgot to put this in the flatmate's room. <laughs> That's what you were talking about, Richard, still thinking you're gorgeous, yeah. despite the evidence. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. Despite the evidence. Just for despite fun. Uh, I went away years ago uh, on a trip, and I found a giant stuffed penguin uh, that I bought as a reminder, of, and that still sits in our home mm. to this day as a little... I know what you said. Yeah, yeah. I know what happened. So you've just got oh, one. You've got all these points in a, in storage. Yeah, just a, just a yeah. reminder I that I know. It's good. Oh, yeah. I know. It's a very healthy relationship they've got. Now, does, does, he, does he die? Does he die? Oh no! Brilliant. Uh, does he live? Does he get eaten? Oh, he lives. By, <laughs> eaten by seals. He lives. If, if yeah. only for the uh, wearing a tuxedo but never go to any fancy yeah. clothes line. I thought that was very good. Uh, now, there is a sense of, of shock this week among Aldi customers after the retailer revealed that it has no plans to release in Australia one of its most popular international products, an advent calendar with 24 windows, each of which with a 200ml bottle of wine behind the window, just ready to be opened. Now, the advent calendar is such a good idea in the lead-up to Christmas, uh, especially with little bottles of alcohol in it. Uh, What would you like to see hidden behind the little windows? Now, I know from previous TJFs, Anthony Aykroyd, mm-hmm. you feel very deeply about Aldi. Aldi. I've, I've been a passionate advocate for uh, the Aldi organisation. Unpaid. <laughs> Unpaid. Completely volunteer. Um, and just had a... You do uh, need better management. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm managed by a penguin, which is <laughs> not working out. Um, there's a newly upgraded store, Aldi store in Barrel. Who's excited about that? Oh, not many people. Not? Okay. And... Um, <laughs> There's still that sense of adventure going to really? the Aldi store. That's why you never know what you're going to buy. You know, some impulse will come over you and think, yeah, I, I do need a half-size jukebox. <laughs> Battery operated. Yeah. And this one's been reduced over the weeks. <laughs> you know, I, I need a really, really long hose. Uh, or, wow, a, uh, a, a car, electronic car shuffler. That'd be fantastic. If I take up cards, that'll be, you know, it'd be perfect. How much is the electronic card shuffler? $49.50. Uh, $49. But um, it's worth every... You know, it's fun. You can actually load that with uh, cold cuts and various sliced cheeses <laughs> and have mystery sandwiches. You've got the Audi state of yeah. mind. Uh, uh, there's a place for you in our organisation, which, which I don't belong to. But anyway, welcome. And I was so excited. I saw the UK at... 
for the advent calendar. I was so excited. It was an intricately, intricately decorated box and a selection of red, white and rosé sparkling wines equal to six full bottles of wine over 24 uh-huh. days. Yeah. Now, look at the faces. They're so excited. Because <laughs> um, you know, in the traditional advent calendar, it's, it's a little chocolate, yeah. isn't no, it? No, it's big. It's big. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, uh, it's like a box. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's so exciting. There's people there happy. They're opening windows that they're drinking wine. And uh, it is Jesus' birthday, Christmas. We all know that, don't we? And Jesus just love wine. Yeah. He loves He used to make his own. <laughs> Not enough. I'll take care of that. <laughs> so I'm very disappointed with Audi. I think it's unchristian. And I'll be talking to the management. Yeah. Uh, Gee, it would be good with the salami shuffler as well, yeah. wouldn't it? Because you could have the wine and the, you know. I think you're really focusing on one particular point here in the whole Audi universe, which is the card shuffling potential <laughs> of cold meats, which uh, <laughs> admittedly I like. But uh, if they couldn't have the wine, you know, I'd like to have behind each window. This is my other dream. I'm a simple man with simple dreams, and um, behind each window would be a uh, half-used chapstick. Oh, nice! Because every three days I lose a half-used chapstick. <laughs> And if I can't have wine, at least I can have moist lips, which is probably what Gretel's thinking right now. It'll come up my wristband. Uh, <laughs> it is a measure. <laughs> Only if I said it. It is a measure of the windy, the windy coldness of Barrel's Main Street that you go through chapsticks like a. And the delicacy of my my, oh, my, see, my have, being. May I just ask? Does it matter who has used the other half of the chapstick? Oh, you've got, got your own collection. <laughs> no, I'm not donating. Oh, okay. I was just thinking of germs. You're I might put the hat around for you, the... Uh, Look, the geez. Aldi thing, these people were terribly upset, Aldi shoppers, recently because yes. there was a little Mercedes car advertised and there were only two of them or something. I mean, it's just going from sadness to sadness. But when I read it wasn't this... was a dream that you had. <laughs> no, for some reason, I know that. Oh, I know it. Didn't be- come to barrel. No, because I was talking to someone who was small and they thought it was an actual size car. But anyway, it was just a toy. We did have so- a walking chair at Aldi, uh, you know. There's something to look forward to. So <laughs> anyway, I was just looking at the maths of it. So you know when you're on Qantas and it's a late night flight and they give you that little free bottle of wine? Yep. Oh, That's yeah. the size of it. And they're 24 and I thought... Is this a nativity thing or is it an advent calendar? Is it actually a fridge? <laughs> is it a fridge? You could plug it in. Well, most a lot of things at Aldi are battery-operated. Mm. Well, <laughs> including their promoter. And so <laughs> I was just thinking if I could open a little window, you know, when you're a kid, it's chocolates and that's enough. And then when you're an adult, it's suitable. It's alcohol and that all just helps you cope. What would I want? Mm-hmm. There's only one thing I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Handyman. 24 of them? 24 of them. <laughs> How delicious. Who, oh, look at you. Look each... There's a lady in the audience doing this kind of measuring thing with yeah. a hand, but I'm not sure what she's measuring. <laughs> does, each ha- does each of the 24 handymen have a separate tool? Oh. This is advanced. That's Ikea thinking. That is. Uh... <laughs> Tell me, Dean, what do you want in the new advent calendar if, if Aldi is so bizarrely unwilling to supply alcohol? Look, I think I've made it quite clear. I want a different cold meat sandwich. <laughs> Salami, pastrami, ham, and then, like, we could mix and match. Turkey would be nice in there. Just a little, just a little sandwich. You know, like the tiny little bread, tiny bread, tiny cheese. <laughs> just a, just a snack-sized sandwich gets you in the mood. I think that'd be exciting. <laughs> It'd be very exciting. Um, I think they made a mistake with the Christmas one. I don't know how everybody lives up and like works towards their Christmas, but it feels like instead of 200 mils every day, it should start at like 50 mils 
on and December build. 1st and then like a keg <laughs> by the That's 23rd. A big calendar. <laughs> just, to, just to get you through. Yeah. Uh, well, the time you're facing lunch with all the relatives. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, little snacks are nice. I, we never, we never, we had advent calendars, but my mom uh, made, handmade them and she thought it would be nice if there was like a little affirmation uh, that, you know, every, every week you'd open it up and you'd get a nice little, you know, mummy loves you. Oh, that's nice. Hmm. And a couple of them were quite sweet. But then it just was like literally like a list of jobs you hadn't done. <laughs> Have you swept the needles out from under the tree? That's day 14. <laughs> day 16. Check all the light bulbs so we don't electrocute ourselves. Did you get something for your dad? Don't forget your dad. <laughs> Game notes. You know you're not getting what you think you're getting. <laughs> for my dad, his perfect advent calendar would just be a... Oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we have Tommy Dean, Gretel Clean, and Anthony Aykroyd with us. Uh, now, a UK study this week found that people in Britain spend twice as long sitting on the toilet each week as they do exercising. They clock up three hours, nine minutes on the loo, which is 27 minutes a day. What are they doing in there? <laughs> and how could that time be shifted into exercise? Gretel Clean. Well, first of all, there is no way this study is of men and women, is it? And or, if it is the average, we know that men have spent a lot longer and women have spent a lot less, and that is the average. Is that true? I suspect so. So, how do we incorporate the toilet situation with exercise? Well, we have exercise bikes, mm-hmm. don't we, where you can just watch a screen. I think put pedals on the toilet would be a good <laughs> idea. Incidental exercise... All right, so this is a toilet with wheels and you have to catch it (laughs) and then you can use it. Or you go through an obstacle course, which, of course, is what having children is. But, you know, if it's an obstacle course to get to the toilet, that could use up energy. Um, Or else, man, you could just clean it after you've used it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a toilet with wheels. That's available, isn't it, at the (laughs) barrel? Aldi. Sticks to the car, Chuffer. How much does it it cost? It's $103, but it's coming down every week. No one could catch that thing. I think you're missing a step, though, Greta, with the, uh, the pedal. I like the idea of the pedal toilet, but then, like, some sort of a Japanese toilet that should have attachments. So, like, you're pedaling, and then when the business is done, like a bidet, you know, you hit a, you hit a button, and then, you know, the sort of reversible uh, squeegee pops into place, and then you pedal off. <laughs> with that look on your face? Final word. <laughs> with, would, the ha- with the hands I going mean, like that. To be fair, it would... It would take a little getting used to. The listeners could see you. Tell me, what, what are people doing in there for that? That's a long time. Is it? Yes. <laughs> 27 minutes a day. A day, but a day. Let's divide. I don't know what your normal maths are. I think, uh, technically speaking, <laughs> twice. My grandmother was convinced that you had two BMs a day. That's what she said. Have you had your BM this morning? Have you had your BM tonight? If you had at least two BMs, you're in good place. You're in a good place if you That's had two BMs. That's very sort of medical language, isn't it? Mm. Well, for Grandma. <laughs> but technically, she got. I think she felt it was unchristian to use the word bowel or movement. But you could abbreviate stuff. She'd have been a big fan of WTF. So two a day? That, minimum. The minimum. That's, that's, your, that's your relaxing time. Um, and I've never... I come from the country. So we all, we never, I've never been in a toilet that didn't have a brass bucket full of reading material. And that stuff catches your mind. It gets your imagination. 
So you might only be busy for a couple of actual minutes, hmm. but then... National Geographic National course. Geographic comes into play. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, Who knew I, I, these sorts of creatures existed? I, I love your old-time kind of reminiscence about you know, National Geographic. We, we know what people are doing in the toilet. What? They have their digital device, and they are you know, putting posts up on Facebook, status update, although you never see. So excited to be opening my bowels. <laughs> <laughs> Bombs away, smiley face. Hashtag dropping the kids off at the pool. So um, you never see that. Oh, that one grew on you, didn't it? It took a while. I don't know about peddling. Could you have a treadmill, maybe, for the feet? And uh, that would be an opportunity for comedy. You know, your spouses, what are you doing in there? Got the runs, love. (laughs) Everyone wins. There's humour. There's. you could attach it to the generator of your house and you could create energy Mm. while you're peddling on the toilet. Exactly. Various Try forms. that, Aldi. Various forms. <laughs> I'm just going to so make you... a note of that for my colleagues. So you got I still think a Mark Twain peddling... paddle yeah. steamer in the water, and it just bidet, it just throws the water up. <laughs> Rinsey. <laughs> nice. Right, oh. I'm stopping this at this point. Tommy Dean, Gretel Clean, Anthony Aykroyd, oh, thank God it's <laughs> Live audience, thank you for coming. Who were the uh, who were the winners and losers of this week? Gretel Colleen. Look, the <laughs> fracking situation mm-hmm. is definitely a loser situation. In, to even be raising that, if they want to frack, go to Anthony's Lou. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very productive. Exactly. Come on, frack. But then someone else, this was a bit loserish, but I don't know. Said to me the other day, I don't mean to be rude, hmm. but you look like Gretel Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if that's, that's in the middle category. Well, they should say, I don't want to pay you an enormous compliment, but you look you like You think that clean. was it? They just got their words muddled up. And, <laughs> and Ivanka Trump, did, did you hear the release of her, an interview she did earlier in the year? And she's advising Trump. He rings, they speak once a week, and he said, should he tweet? And she said, yes, you should tweet. And I thought, she's the winner because she's just proven she's on our side. Hmm. That in doesn't really remo- make sense to ter- anyone, yeah. but you, you just think, work it out. You think she's got Add a, a punchline yourself? <laughs> she's, got <a> secret, <laughs> she's got a secret plan to ruin the presidency. Yes. Mm. Thanks for explaining that. It was just, it was an emoji. Thought. And then the terrorists <laughs> win. Yes. <laughs> Suddenly I've got messages coming into my wristwatch. I know, I think that was the most vacuous thing I've ever yeah. said, but it was almost profound. Mm-hmm. Over to you, Anthony. I'm just reading Richard's wristband, must get better comics on the show. <laughs> oh, that is <laughs> we've given over the years. Uh, winner, I'd like to congratulate the NRL for having Macklemore perform Same Love at the grand final. Mm-hmm. Now, um, uh, of course, rugby league should be called throwball, not football, and AFL's the true code, but classy move there by, by the NRL. You know, there's a throw, where's the foot involved? Yeah, very occasionally. Uh, but In well your done. mouth, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I don't mean to be rude, but... Um, <laughs> You're not as funny as Gretel Colleen. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wristbound readout. Oh, I can't read that one out, what you're thinking now. I can't do that to myself. (laughs) Uh, Loser of the week, uh, Tony Abbott. Uh, 
whose idea of same-sex love is an intimate evening with his right hand. <laughs> and, uh, no, to be fair, Tony Abbott did come out and say he now supports uh, gay marriage. Is that right? Yeah, I hadn't heard that. As long as it's between a man and a woman, he's fine with it. And, uh... <laughs> and they're very happy. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Dean, who are the winners and losers of this Look, uh, this is uh, very personal. We're very excited. We had an incident uh, in our home uh, where, and I don't know how this was possible, uh, but in short form, uh, we used to use 250 gigs of internet a month with my plan. That was how much, that was our limit. Is that a lot? I don't know. I don't know either. That was the number. <laughs> uh, but we had 250, and we never went over it. I'd occasionally get a note saying, you're close to, doing, you're, you're close to 250, but you're not over it. Which is amazing, because you play a lot of games, don't you? You play a lot, yeah, of-, play a lot of games, we watch a lot of YouTube. Uh, apparently now I'm texting everybody. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but then we doubled it. Uh, we got a new plan, and we doubled it to 500, and I thought, that's, that's like virtually unlimited as far as I was concerned. And then somehow, we ran out in three weeks. In three mm. weeks' time. So you've doubled it. doubled an, yeah. our internet consumption. So who's using more internet? Well, I don't know. <laughs> this is what I don't know. Haven't you got National Geographic magazine there? That's my point. <laughs> and toilet rolls are just disappearing. <laughs> disappearing. How long do you spend on the Audi website? <laughs> anyway, the point is, uh, because uh, we ran out with a week to go, uh, we didn't have internet for a week. And so another how winner, is, another How winner. is life possible? I know, that's, but it's the opposite. We had dinner together. What? We went out and did stuff. I, I found out I have three kids. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Did you make And then more? the internet... <laughs> have you learned their names? The internet reset tonight, or reset this morning at 6 a.m., I have no children. <laughs> <laughs> the house has been Funny empty all works. day. <laughs> Crazy situation. So you were the winner. Who was the loser? Uh, I thought uh, the loser uh, this week. Um, look. <laughs> now I'm torn. My problem is I want to make fun, but uh, it's been a terrible, terrible heavy week that has affected me greatly, and I was deeply sad, but I think uh, clearly uh, the loser is the uh, continued argument in America that gets no better. And uh, I'm hoping it does. But, uh, we hope, we hope our cousins come to their senses mm. uh, over gun control. Please thank Tommy Dean, Gretel Colleen and Anthony Aykroyd. <laughs> thank you for being part of TJF. Next week, Tahir, Tommy and Will Anderson. Music from Lucy Durack next week. She's going to do a song from the new production of Wizard of Oz. I'm Richard Glover. Until next time, thank God it's Friday! Yeah.